Uh, this is one that I made you watch. Uh, yeah. and, I, and I kept saying the words, you're not ready for this. You're not prepared for this. What you're about to see will shock you. And you didn't believe me until you actually watched it. That's Batman Ninja. This movie you are not prepared for. It's insane. It's, it's a Batman anime done by the people that do, that do JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And it's crazy. It's so off the wall. Because I, I think people, it's very controversial. I've seen it. Well, no, no. Either people love it or they absolutely hate it. I love it because it's one of the stupidest Chris movies I've ever seen. Welcome to Idiot Block, a comedic podcast critiquing, discussing, and analyzing the media industry through reviews, debates, and historical deep dives. Hello, everyone. I'm David Janish. Welcome to another episode of Idiot Plot. Joining me today is Justin Neitzel. Aloha. Yep, Alex Ovalo is off this week, so it's just me and Justin talking today. And because of that, we're going to talk about something that we can't talk about very often with Alex on the podcast, and that's animation. Uh, Specifically, we're going to talk about animation that's really important to the two of us, and that's DC Comics animation. Basically, Um, stuff we grew up watching. Yep. Uh, mostly what we're going to talk about today is a lot of like the animated original movies that they've made over the past probably like 15 years. Um, there's, of course, everyone knows the animated series and stuff. But, we, we might, but those are so big, we're going to save those for other episodes. So we're going to talk about mostly the animated original movies going forward. But I'm sure, I'm sure... Batman the animated series on the Bruce Tim stuff will come up because they, that actually is important. Yeah, there's like to, what three or four of them that are Bruce or yeah Bruce Tim verse kind of ones. Tim was, Bruce Tim was involved with a lot of them, but the degree to which he was involved is is questionable for the vast majority of them. Mm-hmm. He he does it as an EP, but really, how much work did he do? Is 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 kind of questionable. Yeah. Because um, he, he, he didn't direct, he didn't do designs for a lot of them. But but I do believe he he, he was involved. Yeah. It says here the Bruce Tim, who people if you don't know, he's like he he's the godfather of DC animation. Dude, dude with Paul Dini created Batman the animated series and basically served as the creative head of DC cartoons for almost. Um, um, over two decades, I think. And had pretty much his hands in creating, like, Harley Quinn and the new origin of Mr. Freeze. Dude's one of the most important names in comics. Most people probably don't know. Um, and, and he's really good. I do think, arguably, that Bruce Tim has kind of lost his touch. I would as, agree. As he, he's gotten older. And I, I think part of that is I think he's a much better creative mind than he is a producer mind. Um, but that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But you'll probably hear his name come up a lot in in this day, day discussion uh, i want to start though by just saying that like i was not a big dc comics fan until i was a teenager when i saw the dark knight and i got like really into batman like, like overnight i wanted much everything batman and one of the first things i watched so this kind of time discussion is i picked up really soon after it came out on on blu-ray i i in the same day i picked up both batman under the red hood and justice league the new frontier and those were the first dc animated movies of this because because I, I mean when you think of direct-to-video animation you think of cheap awful garbage that's ugly and poorly made that you get at like grocery stores you know that's like knocking off other movies i mean that's kind of how frontier looks at top but i but that's the style they're going for yep but dc for the most part their animation especially the, the direct-to-video stuff is really freaking well done at least for direct-to-video animation is concerned well that was always a thing like 
Marvel has the cinematic universe. DC has the animated cinematic universe down, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DC is weird where DC struggles with live action, but they nail animation. And Marvel is, although we shit on Marvel, they're doing better with live action than DC is, but their animation Sucks. Has, has, generally speaking, left a lot to be desired. Now, like, I love X-Men the animated series and some of their other newer stuff, like Wolverine the X-Men and Avengers Earth, Earth Minus Heroes were good. But their most recent stuff has, generally speaking, been terrible. Yeah. Like, consistently terrible. The animation is somehow worse than a lot of the new DC stuff, which we'll get to. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Um, and just seems cheap. I don't think Marvel has an animation studio. I think, I think they basically shuttered most of it when stuff kind of started to fail. I was going to say, is, I don't know if they're still running stuff on Disney that is Marvel animated. If they are, it's reruns. Because I, I don't believe that they currently have a show. Last I saw, they were doing like... All done. When the, last I saw, I think they were doing stuff for Black Panther right around that when that came out. I thought I think that was part of like their Marvel show. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's their 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 Avengers show. The Avengers show like like one of the seasons ran into a Black Panther type show. Yeah, yeah. Marvel Animation Studios seems to have been um, shuttered and and replaced with some weird Marvel Studios animation company hmm. when Kevin Feige took over. Which is probably what's lead to the what if. Yeah, it was like for animation for them. I mean. However, time with DC. There's like a Disney Junior show that's currently going, and a Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur show coming out next year. Huh. But for the most part, um, they've, they've been done for over two years. That makes sense. But anyways, back to your back yeah, from and, our anyway, segue. <laughs> anyway, I so I watched Batman Under the Red Hood, and Such a that basically got got me into DC animation because it's it hasn't aged the greatest, but at the time, like 10, 11 years years ago, oh my god. The, the movie was mind blowing. Animation wise, or just story wise, it doesn't hold up for you. It doesn't hold up animation wise for sure. Um, some of the, some of the voice acting also is kind of hokey now, and the story, considering what DC would eventually do, the story seems kind of Saturday morning cartoonish. Yeah, I guess yeah, you're kind of right there. Um, but at the time, and, it, and it's still a good movie. Oh, yeah. I wish they would have done more with it, like like done, done done more with that interpretation of the characters. Oh, I agree. I mean, behind Conroy, I think Bruce Greenwood is probably my second favorite Batman. I, I, I have him as third behind someone else who we'll get to later. Then you have uh, John DiMaggio as a Joker, which was very... He gets it, shit on. He's really good. Like, it's better than anything other than Mark Hamill. Like, he's probably yeah. the second best. Him him and Jeff Bennett, I don't think, get enough credit for their Joker voices. I do like Jeff Bennett's. I think the problem is, is just like, if it's not Mark Hamill, everyone, like, oh, it's not good. It's like, it's good. It's different. And hot take, hot take on popular opinion time, Mark Hamill's Joker isn't that great anymore. No. His voice kind of kind of went, and he's not as good as he used to be. Probably hasn't been good since Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. I think he he, he was good in, in Arkham City. I think it was the last, like... Oh, yeah, Arkham City. Yeah, Arkham Games were probably his last hurrahs being good. But John DiMaggio is not bad. The movie itself, if you haven't seen it, it's a it, it adapts the the Jason Todd death storyline, and then the future of him coming back. It's a really weird story for a one off movie, but it works really well. It has a shockingly big voice cast to your point for for a one off movie with Bruce Greenwood as Batman, New Patrick Harris as Dick Grayson, Nightwing, Jensen Ackles as Red Hood, and freaking Jason Isaacs as Rash as Rachel Abdul or Razal Abdul or whatever the heck he is in that particular one. 
Yeah, the only voice one that kind of threw me off is Neil Patrick Carrick's as Nightwing. Yeah, but he's still good. Yeah, he's still good. It's just. But that was the thing about these DC animated movies, I guess, going for a more general thing. Um, is they sort of out, like, really good with really stylized animation, big voice casts, at least big for DC animation voice casts, um, big storylines that they adapted. Like, like they, 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 they took classic comic book stories and made them into these big movies. And eventually they, they stopped doing that. And that, to me, is when you kind of see them go downhill. Because, like, just as like the new frontier which is the second one I bought it's the second one that they made after Superman Doomsday uh, I really liked that movie until I until I read Darwin Cook's original graphic novel DC the new frontier which is infinitely better but the movie itself it had something that a lot of other movies didn't have especially Marvel even when Marvel's animation was good it, it, it had style to it it had like effort it had a really good a good, good, good attempt made which is what a lot of these old school ones had. Yeah. One thing about New Frontier, I, I, I mean, I enjoyed it, but it's definitely not one of my fa- favorites. And I get what they're going for the style because that was basically the style of the graphic novel. I just didn't care too much for it. It works better as a graphic novel. I, I can definitely see that. I mean, Dar- Darwin Cook's art style worked, look, works really well with graphic novels. It flows super great. His use of um, page space it is pretty amazing. And that's kind of why he was looking at Rest in Peace Darwin Cook. Um, that, and that's something that the movie just, just couldn't emulate was, was his use of page space and and flow with that. Yeah, this is kind of a kind of a no name cast other than see Keith Davis and Neil it's Patrick Harris again. You know TV. Yeah. Like David Boreanaz, huge. I mean Bones now Seal Team. Kyle McLaughlin's really big on TV. Um, Twin Peaks, Sex in the City, Lucy Lawless, who, who everyone has wanted to play one forever. New Patrick Harris, Jeremy Sisto. Like, if you watch TV, they're all big names. Yeah, I wasn't a very big TV watcher, so. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a good movie, but that's the thing is, like, these movies eventually would peak. I mean, you have Batman Gotham Night, which is an okay. That's like a vignette kind of movie, isn't it? Where it's just yeah, a bunch yeah, of. Yeah, it's an anthology yeah. movie. It's not great. It has moments, but nothing great. Um, And then it really, it really kicked off, though, with Wonder Woman, which didn't sell well, but got the critical attention. That they were looking for that one's good i remember that one and a pretty big cast for that one too carrie russell's one woman in nathan fillion is to trevor virginia madsen alfred molina oliver platt like there, there's some there's some big names in that Zara one Zara dawson no she's not in that one yeah she is she's artemis oh she is in that yeah. one yeah she's in all these yeah she is in that one she's just, she's just in everything now um green lantern first flight was i i i, I don't think sold super great but it got really good re- reviews I haven't seen that one yet. Really, with these movies, it's when they tried to um, kind of give lesser-known characters origin stories is when they did is when the sales weren't fantastic. Yeah. But the ones like that had the big characters weren't as good. Like Superman, Batman, Batman, Public Enemies is a good movie, but it's not really a great movie. It's cheap-looking. Yeah, especially the 
hate when the animations do that weird thing with the lips. Mm-hmm. It's always creeped me out. It's just like, why did you do that? But really, again, they got back on their hood. But because like, like, look at this, this, this two, this two movie streak here. Justice League: Crisis on Two Earths, which is fantastic. Yep. Followed by Batman: Under the Red Hood, which, which we talked about, is also fantastic. Crisis on Two Worlds was a lot of fun. Quite the different voice cast than you'd ever expect to hear from in these movies, but they all work very well. Especially mm-hmm. James Woods as Owlman. Yeah, Mark Harmon as Superman. William Baldwin as Batman. Uh, Jim Torres as Superwoman. Yeah, Vanessa Marshall, I think, is like one of like, the go to Wonder Woman voice actresses now, mm-hmm. but not at the time. Yeah, 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 great. Yeah, Chris Noth as, as Lex Luthor. Nolan North as Green Lantern. Yeah, fan- fantastic cast. Great movie. It's just it's just a fun again kind of this Saturday morning cartoonish but 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 it's really fun. Also really dark at times. Mm-hmm. Like like they they, they adapted the Earth Two storyline by Grant Morrison really well. Um, Superman Batman Apocalypse is pretty terrible though. I will say that. The, Isn't the, that with the giant robot that's half Batman half Superman? No, no, no that's that's, like a, that's probably yeah. Never mind. Um, Batman Apocalypse is the one where, where Batman Supergirl fights shows the up. giant dog with the jetpack. Yeah. That one, that one's not great. Also, a Superman I haven't seen, but I read the book, and that's why I haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one either. Emerald Knights is great. That's a fun anthology movie. Again, it's anthology movies, so you kind of, so you kind of have to take it, you know, with kind of a grain of grain of salt. Mm-hmm. But it, is, but it is pretty fun. Again, it has a really fun voice cast with Nathan Fillion, Elizabeth Moss, and Jason freaking Isaac as Sinestro. Henry is, Rollins as Kilowog. Yeah, isn't Nathan Fillion like always Green Lantern nowadays? Not always, but he's like their go-to guy after. At, at point. He's a great Green Lantern. Yes, he's really good. Batman Year One, which is actually a really good adaptation. Like that, this is this is when they started doing like like the prestige storylines like directly, and this is when they started to get really good. Batman Year One's a really good movie, which is funny it's really because good. it's more of a Jim Gordon movie than it is a Batman movie. And they have Brian Cranston as Jim Gordon. Like, like it, it works so well. And freaking Jim Gordon is a freaking badass in this movie. I mean, it's a great it's a great comic storyline. And it's a great movie. Justice League Doom is really good. Yeah, it's probably one of my favorites. Superman versus the 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 elite. I haven't seen, but Doom is really good. Um, I'm gonna skip one because and go back to it. But see, a lot of these I haven't seen because because they're not that big. Like Superman Unbound or Superman versus the 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 elite. Those those were kind of failures. So I didn't see those. I'll watch them eventually. But this is when this is when Bruce Tim stopped being involved. So this is when it got to be questionable. <laughs> but I want to stop because I'm at what might be my favorite of all of this. And I think it might be yours too. I'm not sure, but we're on Batman, the dark Knight returns. It's definitely up there. I honestly, I can't say what would be my favorite off the top of my head right now. It was, a, it was a two part animated movie. It was released like, like six months at one after the other, the other, but kind of needs to be seen both at the same time. Yeah, definitely the same time. It's, a, it's long if you do that, but this movie is an epic. Like this, this is an animated epic based off probably my favorite Batman storyline of all time, The Dark Knight Returns. It is so awesome. It's so much fun. It gets the art style of the comic right. It gets the craziness of the comic right, but also really truly makes it feel like it's this big epic adventure of an old 
deranged Batman coming out of retirement and continuing his, his, his war on crime. Who did not I, want to retire? Um, Peter Weller gives what I think is the second best Batman voice performance ever. Probably. Um, I don't know. You see Bruce Greenwood, but I would put Peter Weller just a little bit over Greenwood. I think I mark. I put Peter Weller down just because he's only done these two. If he did it more often, maybe I'd put it a little higher. But like maybe just because Bruce Greenwood does it a lot more. It's just such a good performance. Yeah. I no doubt about that. The voice acting is pretty hit or miss overall, but I mean, this, this movie, honestly, if they would have given just a little bit more money, a little bit more time, they could have released it theatrically. It's that good. It probably would have made money because it, it's really freaking good. Especially the sec- second part. second part is probably the best part. Yeah, yeah. Part, part one is all like the story bits. Part two is just when everything pops off. Everything hits, it def- hits the fan. Like, like, imagine if they made this movie with like the Spider-Verse art style. Oh, that'd be awesome. Like, like that, that, that would just look incredible. And the movie looks pretty good as is, but like I said, it's still pretty cheaply made, but they they did their best with the budget, and, it, and it's really... I don't want to spoil it, because again, I mean, it, it's like a 40-year-old comic, but if you haven't read it, it really needs... You really need to just kind of go in with, with, with a completely fresh mind. Because it's only any Batman story that you've ever seen. Are and you're thinking, oh, it's just during the Dark, Dark Knight Rises. It's not. It's it's a whole different animal. So much better. It's like a weird, like, dystopian Batman storyline that's very dark and brooding, but also just big. It, it's it, it's one of the first Batman epics. Kind of surprises. These say it's PG-13. I thought these were R. No, they didn't turn R until later on. Oh. Okay, so like I remember seeing a lot of blood. There was a lot of blood in it, and, and, and there was some pretty graphic moments. But they somehow cheated their way into a PG thirteen rating. This is one. Almost all these are on HBO Max if you have that service, and most of these are honestly worth watching. But this one especially, if you like Batman, this is a must-watch movie in my opinion. I want to see a good Bat- Batman versus Superman fight. Oh yeah, it, it's a lot like the one movie, but like it's so freaking over the top. It's awesome. The dialogue between these two is so much better in this movie though mm-hmm. just like the him right. saying like i could have gone i could have i could have not gone easy on you i could have but i want you to remember the di- about just, the man who beat you I, I, I want you to remember clark my hands on your throat i want you to remember the one man who beat you god it's such a badass thing to say the only thing yes. i never cared about for this story was just uh carrie kelly see i disagree carrie kelly's awesome she, she, she she's one of the better robins in my opinion I don't know why she wasn't made made full canon. Maybe it's because I've read all of the Dernan Return stories and I've kind of seen her arc, but I, but, but, but I do really like her. Maybe. Or maybe Part I just have is, to rewatch this and maybe I'll have a different... What, what's her name? What's the way her name? Was it Ar- it's Ariel something? Ariel Winter. Her performance of it wasn't great. I mean, that has something to do with it. I, I think that's probably it. It's just one thing DC Animation was never good at was those female side character, younger girls. They never knew how to write them. They were always annoying to me. And that is a very common thread with Bruce Tim. Like, Bruce Tim kind of started that, and people, other people just kind of picked up on it, and it never got any better. Yeah. But we'll get to, we'll get to Bruce Tim and female characters in a little bit. <laughs> we got the big one coming up. Yeah. But just to keep this organized, um, I want to talk in depth about, so basically, after um, Dragon Returns went Unbound, they had this really ambitious idea to do a shared universe, <laughs> just the animated movies, which started with just the Flashpoint Paradox. 
and continued for I think till last year. Yeah, I think so. So so for seven years they made like twenty some animated movies that all fell into this. And we're gonna kinda of maybe go a little bit fast, but like this is this is this is when things both got really good and really bad for these movies. Because we got some we got some really good adaptations of really big name stories, but they were all under this this umbrella of this singular brand. So all of these really big storylines are serving this this bigger narrative motive which which means they all have the same voice cast which is hit or miss they'll have the same animation style which is not good in my opinion no these movies have like this weird kind of half anime um look to them and every character has like super fat necks yeah like the characters are kind of anime but their background is more cartoonish they don't really move super great. Like the movements really stilted. Character designs don't look good. It's it's not their best work. Definitely not. I think part of it is Bruce Tim is no longer involved, and you can kind of see that in the style. I mean, Bruce Tim from the game, his animation has always been super flowy, super tight, really well done, and and these just they don't look good. They look cheap. Even though I will say Flashpoint Paradox is a really good movie. That one's great. Like good that, to see murdering nice. Batman with guns. Yeah, Kevin McKidd as Flashpoint Batman is really good. It does a really good job because I've read the entire Flashpoint event, including all the spinoff storylines. The main the, the main book, Flashpoint, which is based off of, which is about, it basically, it's what created the New 52, where the Flash went back in time, stopped his, stopped his mother from getting murdered, and in turn created this alternate timeline where Wonder Woman and Aquaman are at a war that's about to destroy the entire planet, and he needs to get back and fix his, his fix the timeline. Um, and it's weird that this was a movie that started off their animated universe, but I think it works really well. What's really weird is it looks completely different to the rest of the universe. Yeah, it's almost like like this wasn't supposed to be part of it. They just kind of made it halfway through production. Yeah. Even though it has like a really bizarre, it has a bizarrely big voice cast that the other movies no, don't have after it. I mean, um, Michael B. Jordan is Cyborg. Like this is before he got very famous, but he's but he's freaking Cyborg. Kevin McKeon is Batman. Carrie Elway's as Aquaman, which is he's actually a really good Aquaman. I wish he, he did more as that character. He's actually really good. Well, it also kind of sucks is like you had. Uh... In this movie, you have at the beginning, at the end, you have Kevin Conroy and Sam Daly as Superman. You're like, oh, the regulars are here. And then the next movie, it's like, oh, we switched them all out. Yeah, they really want to, to do their own thing. Like, like Flashpoint is a really good movie that films after it don't really live up to in a lot of ways. And this starts off with our next film, Justice League War, which is an adaptation of the first you know, to do Justice League storyline, uh, Justice League Origin. And that's a big thing with these movies, too, is, is, is initially, initially, these movies were basically a, a film adaptation of the New 52, which was never popular. The, the, the New 52 was not a well-liked idea. No. So it was, it was strange to me even at the time that that's what they're going to base these, these movies off of. And shockingly enough, people kind of rejected them for that, including me, because I was not a fan of New 52 at launch. I've grown to be okay with New 52. There's, some, was, there's some good things in there. But I, when I just got in DC Comics, I was just into the world, and all of a sudden, he just flipped it and just ended everything. And their attempts to simple because that would have been New 52, right? It's just supposed to simplify the DC Comics into 52 books only, and very 
streamlined story. No, it was more complicated than ever before. I was going to say, didn't they screw up a lot of storylines or whatever? Well, if you wanted to get the full Batman story, you, you had to read like five different Batman books at the same time, which wasn't as bad as Green Lantern, where like the main story was scattered throughout several books. So, so, so you had to read a bunch of books just to know what was going on. Yeah, it seems like a clusterfuck. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of what they were trying with these movies, but they kind of gave up halfway through. Like, like, like Justice League War is a pretty much perfect, perfect adaptation of Origin, mm-hmm. and is honestly a better version of the Justice League, League live action movie that we got. Yeah, this isn't like the only thing that's different. Like they have Shazam in here instead of Aquaman. Yeah, yeah, Aquaman's not in this one, but Shazam is really good in this movie. Sh- Sh- Shazam, played play by um, Sean Astin, probably should have got his own movie at some point. I'm kind of pissed that he did. Yeah, the voice cast was very hit or miss on this one. Yeah, there's some. I it's strange because it's 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 arguably like like the biggest cast of these movies, or one of them at least, and most of them are only in this one movie. I mean, a lot of times it's the same voice actors. Jason Omar, I think, is the only one that maybe um who plays Flash? Uh, Christopher Gorham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Jason Omar, Gorham, and Shamar Moore are like the only constants. Yeah, Sean Astin plays Shazam for like another movie, cause, and then he's just gone. You had Alan Tudyk playing Superman. Who's actually really good. I mean, I like Alan Tudyk and everything, but I never thought he could play Super- Superman, but he can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michelle thing- Monaghan was also not a bad Wonder Woman, I thought. No. That's why I was confused when they switched her with, uh, I just said her name the other. Rosario Dawson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought Michelle Monaghan was good. Justin Kirk as Green Lantern, I really liked. I mean, Nathan Fillion's better. Justin Kirk was pretty good. I thought good. he did a pretty good job. Yeah, it's a good movie. I do <laughs> recommend this one except for the fact that this movie only serves to set up other movies yeah basically and so, uh, other storylines that doesn't really fulfill because like like new 52 these movies kind of kind of abandon their main purpose about halfway through this and then don't bring um, it back till the end mm-hmm. i mean because the next movie we have is son of batman which is pretty weak yeah and some, some, some Batman's pretty shit. This is where the uh, voice casting really got wonky. You got Thomas Gibson as Deathstroke. Who's terrible. Um, kid that got to play Damien, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, Stu Allen's good. Melinda um, Bacarin as Talia al Ghul's good. Sean Mayer or something as Nightwing, I didn't care for too much. No, he, he's not great. But, um, I mean, J.J. Snow Mara starts out pretty bad, but gets better as he's progress. Yeah, he, he, he takes a while, but you definitely get used to He does get better as the movies go on. The one thing I don't, one thing I'm pissed about this entire New 52 thing is like, you created a whole new universe. Like, could we not get all four Robins in a movie at one point? Yeah, that, that part kind of kind of blows. But that's because they're too busy with, with the freaking New 52 just in general. Yeah, that's true. I mean, because, because the next next movie is based directly off a Justice League storyline from New 52. It's Throne of Atlantis again, which is a really good movie. Throne of Atlantis is really good. Yeah, I like this one. But the whole vo- the voice cast basically gets replaced. Kids revamped you're like what the hell yeah yeah it's completely replaced but the but the, but the animation is the same action is good uh batman versus robin i like a lot it's kind of hit or miss for me i love the parts with the court owls but batman bad blood just tries to do way too much yeah <laughs> talk about trying to do way too much oh let's throw batwoman in here okay let's make nightwing batman and then and let's throw in batwing and then let's throw a cameo at 
Batgirl who will never get her own movie. Yeah, like it was bizarre. They put way, way too many characters and in, the, in, into this film. That's the problem with this whole entire series is throughout the entire series of movies, especially the Justice League, you get new people in the league, but then yet you never bring them along on these different missions. It's still just the same people. And, and a lot of these movies should have probably have been two movies. Batman Bad Blood is an example of that. Batman, Batman Bad Blood should have probably been two movies to really, because the whole, one of the big pump plots of it is Batman dead Dick Grayson becomes Batman and it doesn't get like, get like any time to really be explored. No we're too busy exploring Batwoman and her dilemmas. It's like these should be two separate movies. Yeah these movies just do way too much, way too little um, and they're only each like 80 minutes each. So they're not very long so to do all the stuff they do in 80 minutes is, I mean it's, it's amazing that they're as good as they are but they could be better. Well that's the thing about the, the entire series is like I can't say they're god awful but i can't say they're great they're just meh mm-hmm. I, I was some of them are better, better better than others but none of them get to the highs of some of the older ones i mean this is a kind of the kind of the dark era i mean just just, just justice league versus teen titans again should, there, there should be a teen titans movie before this movie well that's what half this movie spends its time doing and then all of a sudden like the last what 20 minutes it's like okay now they fight yeah like it's it's just bizarre and and that's how just League versus teen titans Sounds so cheap. <laughs> like, like, like it, it sounds like, like like a cheap movie. Like trying to sell a movie. That's a shit title. Yeah, especially considering it's not. They don't fight till the twenty minutes, and it's it's basically a Trigon. It's more of a Raven movie than anything. Yeah, and it makes people, I think, know that these aren't standalone movies, and I think it's intimidating for them to to jump in. Yeah, although I did like what they did with Raven and the Teen Titans. I like what they do do with the Teen Titans. I hate that that all gets like thrown away. Yeah, I know. And one thing I had problem with the new Fifty Two is Cyborg belongs with the Teen Titans, not the Justice League right away. He really does. The Justice League for Teen Titans kind of alludes to to that, but it doesn't really go all the way with it. No, it does not. It teases um, yeah. it, and then it's like, nope, next movie. Next up, we actually have one of the better ones, I think. One of them is actually a good movie, and that's Justice League Dark. Yeah. That's a good movie. That's actually a really good movie. This is probably uh, uh, Jason O'Mara's best performance as Batman. Who really shouldn't be in the movie, but I'm glad he is. He cut, uh, yeah. Although you wish you could have, other leaguers would have came along here and there. Yeah, but it's a really good adaptation of a really underrated comic book, which is Justice League Dark. Um, Tons of fun magic stuff, really good twists. Got Matt good Ryan Alfred Molina cameo. John Constantine, because I think that's yeah. all he knows how to play. <laughs> I think so. He played live action, animation, video games, whatever. That, that's live action. He's, he's become Kevin Conroy. Hey, keeps you working. Um, Justice League, the Judas Con, or sorry, Teen Titans, the Judas Contract is next, which. I mean, Miguel Ferrer redeems uh, Deathstroke after Thomas Gibson ruined that character. But this just again, like which we get, which become him going forward, doesn't do good enough with its source material, which is one of the greatest um, miniseries for comics of all time, which is the Judas Contract. Yeah, I mean, they even really was there even really a contract? I don't even remember. Not really. It's more of Terra's set. Terra's supposed to betray the Justice League as Deathstroke's inside person. Which she does, but the movie tries to redeem her. Whereas in the comics, the comic is basically say that she's insane. Yeah, she's incapable of love. She's she, she she's incapable of forming a bond with these characters, and that's what makes it heartbreaking. Is that people like Beast Boy think she is? Well, because and you might know this more than I would. Isn't the Judas contract? 
Deathstroke, the, the comic, isn't that where like Nightwing makes a deal with Deathstroke that they'll stop going after each other? I don't think so. I, I read it recently. I don't think it happened. It, mm. it it's where it's where Nightwing became Nightwing. Got it. So Dick Grayson rejected the Robin mantle. Um, the Robin mantle, and and I think became Nightwing at the end. It's a very good storyline that the movie does does not take to its full potential. This one I actually really really like. Suicide Squad: Hell to Pay. Yeah, this one was kind of fun. It's it's really fun. It's mostly standalone except for a callback to Flashpoint. Yeah. But it's really fun. Really using the R to its good use. I like that there's a lot of different unique uh, squad mates for the Suicide Squad. And there are other R-rated animated movies from the, in the, in this line. This is one of the only ones that I feel like truly earns it. Yep. It's really violent, but it's really fun. It kind of kind of has the style that the new movie kind of was going for. Yep. But with a lot smaller budget. But it's but it is pretty great. Next up, we have another two two parter: the the Death of Superman and Reign of the Superman. Death of Superman, I didn't mind too much. It was the second part that kind of felt really out of place. I watched these movies at back to back because I, I own the, the the cut of them where it's both of them edited as one big epic movie and whereas Dark Knight Returns it's like these are like have to be seen as one movie oh my god that it, it was hard to get through it was really hard to get through both of them as one movie I bet which I thought it'd be like it should be easy because like, they're one storyline it, it was rough the, these there's some really good moments especially the fight with Doomsday mm-hmm. um, well in the league being wrecked by Doomsday before Super Superman shows up. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's some really good moments, but it just, it drags and drags and drags. And then the second part, basically all these Superman just coming out of nowhere. Not not explained, not developed. I mean, the only development we get of Steel is he shows up in war for, like, one cameo, and the guy's like, hey, what's your name? You say your first and last name. Move, get away from there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, that's a blatant kind of, hey, we're going to be bringing this character yeah. back at some point they're, they're setting up something which 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 brings up which and then movie too like Jerry O'Connell actually is really good at Superman in his movies he eventually gets, gets really good yeah. Rain Wilson as Lex Luthor sounds really good on paper oh but sounds so bad in practice he's just so nasally yeah he sounds like a whiny Lex Luthor it's he's basically like, a Jesse Eisenberg Luthor and you're like yeah it doesn't that didn't work in the live action it doesn't work here either yeah it's, it's not what that character needs next up we have bat probably this one we, are, we won't talk about too much because we, we did what we're talking about on the podcast and our I, I believe it's our movies that fooled us episode but yeah. batman way to take the comic and be like hey we're at the end we're gonna subvert your expectations which is what a lot of these direct adaptation ones do is they take the comic and i don't really want to do a direct adaptation even though that's what everybody wants but yet do a direct, direct adaptation. adaptation so batman hush like like we talk about different they change the ending which makes a lot of the movie make no sense um again if you want our full thoughts we we do have an entire entire episode we do have we do have like a 20 minute bit on on this movie uh go take a listen but it's not good it's 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 like the best comic of these but like the weakest movie um so i i i I can't recommend it i feel like had the comic not exist this actually would have been a pretty good good movie yeah but the comic does exist so then you're like yep 
Um, yeah, because because the comic is is really good. I don't, I don't know Alex talked about how much he thought it was overrated. Um, but you know, when someone keeps hyping something up, you're like you go in with high expectations. So like, and then you're like, what the hell? Again, if, if I had no knowledge of the comic, I'm there. I actually will like their ending. But I did, so it's like, wait, what? Exactly. Yeah, it's it's not really worth watching unless you're gonna do all of these. Unless you haven't read the comic and don't know anything about Hush. Then don't look up anything at that point. Like, if you're watching this movie and you know any, anything about the characters, keep it that way. Next up, we have the penultimate film. That's the phrase. Uh, Wonder Woman Bloodlines. This is the only one I haven't seen. I really like this one. I don't necessarily know why it exists when it does. I think it should have been made far earlier, but it's really good. Well, it's just companies like, hey, you know, we're almost done with this series. Maybe we should finally make a female superhero one. But they need Wonder Woman before, and it, and it failed. And so they finally went to do her again. And she's actually pretty... It, 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 it's a pretty good movie. I don't think it did that bad sales-wise. Um, it's not their best one. The the, the, the climax is kind of stupid. Because again, we have we have another reversal where the villain's not really the, the villain. And that gets kind of frustrating. And it really gets frustrating. And again, a lot, a lot of what this movie's big issue is... This is, a, this is another one that's a, that has this problem. Is we don't get sequels to them. So, they have, so it sets up all these really good stuff that doesn't go anywhere in later movies. Yeah, it's not like the MCU where you get three Captain America movies, three Iron Man movies. You know, you have these movies that set up other movies that never come out. Which brings us to the end of these movies, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. This one was I really like this movie. Yeah, it was a very good ending. This is a, I, it should have been two movies. Yeah, I'm glad they went out on a high note, though. But it's great. Yeah, I, it, I mean, the best way to describe this movie is Avengers Endgame without Infinity War. Yeah, there's basically no setup to it. Yeah, you're basically you're like, what the hell is going on? It eventually kind of un- unveils the mystery as to what happened as the movie progresses. But I kind of wish I saw that happen like in real, in time. real time. I agree. So that that's my beef for the movie. But what they do have is epic as fuck. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I mean, you got uh, Batman sitting on, I forget she's his name. Yeah. He's Rob- on the Robin um, taking over the League of Assassins. Super, Superman, depowered, the, the, the Suicide Squad, um, like running part of a town. It's a great, which, speaking of which, we, did, we didn't touch about the, we, did, we didn't touch upon this on, on Hush. Um, DC and Warner Brothers, please, please. I love Tara Strong. I really do. But cast Hinden Welch as Harley Quinn more. Yeah, I know, right? She's really good. She has that Arlene Sorkin tone to her voice. Cast her more. Yeah, I agree. Tara Strong, I don't understand why she's, like, the only person that can play Harley Quinn. I mean, she's good, but she's slowly, like Mark Hamill, she's kind of losing that craziness to her. Yeah, but but Justin, so overall, the DC animated universe, shared universe movies, um, general, general thoughts, overall, as a, as a franchise... <sighs> What, what, what were your thoughts? Were these any good? Were these, were these worth being shared? Would you rather have seen standalone movies? What are your thoughts? I, I like them being... I like that they're shared because it kind of keeps the story going. I think there maybe just needs to be more movies and more diverse characters in each of the movies. Not to say, like, how many of these over there are there? And, like, Bat- Batman's in, like, two-thirds of them? Yeah. Like, let's get some other characters involved. More Superman ones, more Wonder Woman, Green Lantern Corps movie would have been fun especially considering we get Hal and then John shows up as cameos in a couple movies 
what I'm thinking, this is a pretty radical idea, but like what I would have liked to have seen is what if these movies were more like an anthology TV show? Ooh, that'd be interesting. That, cut, that cuts from story to story, and you can do more with that scale and kind and kind of get more characters involved that way. Because it's weird that the DC movies have more characters, and sort of the DC TV shows for animation have more characters than the movies do. Yeah, but I think, like you said, bigger characters sell better. Yep. Oh, and uh, also in this movie, we get King Shark is a shark. <laughs> King Shark is a shark. <laughs> Which was funny then at the reversal. Like, oh, we're going to die together. It was, it was fun. To fight by your side. Are you kidding me? It, again, the movie's really good, but like, I wanted more King Shark. I wanted more Suicide Squad. I wanted to see how that stuff came to be. I wanted to see more of the fight on Apocalypse where they get their ass kicked. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I wanted to see what got us to, to this point. It, it's like Warner liked what they were doing, but didn't commit enough financially for them to really pull it off. And then you got basically basically the story ending how it started with Barry going back in time. And, and, and I like these movies. I really do. But overall, I can't score them super high. Like, there's some really high highs, but there's some low lows, and the vast majority of them are kind of just met in the middle of movies. Basically, yeah, it's basically the meh animated universe for DC. Yeah, like, like I want to like them more. I want to have a higher opinion. But they don't do enough. The endings for most of these is usually where they fall apart. Yeah, where they set up something else and that never comes through. Or just the climax is resolved way too quickly and is super anticlimactic, like in uh, Judas Contract and Batman Hush and all those. Where just they, they just fall apart at the end. So overall, if you have HBO Max and you like DC Comics, I'd, I'd watch the universe. I'd watch them all in order and give them a shot. I would too. But if you're not really in the DC movies, there, there are better options. Yes. But in between these movies, we did get some original movies. And I want to just kind of run through some of these real quick. Starting with Justice League Guys and Monsters. Great movie. Fantastic movie. That was supposed to be its own franchise. It didn't really go anywhere. Oh, that's depressing. Because because they had a three-part amateurs on Machinima, which if you haven't seen, I don't know if they're still up because they're on Machinima, but they are some of the Superman short is freaking fantastic. It's mind-blowing. Heart-crushing. Um, and we're supposed to get more of those after the movie, but we never did. I don't know why. Maybe because Machinima was falling apart at the time. Maybe because the movie didn't do as well as they thought. The movie itself is really good. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's three, like Bruce Tim basically created, I think Alan Burnett too, basically created three, this alternate DC universe where um, Kirk Lazarus, so Man Bat, became Batman. Um, Superman is is the son of General Zod, but he was raised by Mexican migrant farmers instead of the Kents. And Wonder Woman is a new god. I mean, you can't really say it's a darker world, even though it kind of is. It's not like darker, like the edgy sense. It would have been really fun just if they kept the universe going because you could have had Bruce Wayne interact with Batman at some point. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen where they plan on going with these because because it's it's a really good movie. Even for alternate story, Bruce Timm's designs look great. Um, the action's fun. It's epic. It's a it's a it's a damn good time. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard for me to recommend it because it's gonna make you want more when there is none. That's the disappointing part. But if you if you're looking for a good superhero superhero movie that doesn't really have any, any, anything to do with any, any anything else, it's a good time. But now you know what? No, I'm gonna save this one because it's part of. It. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save this one for the very end. You, you know where I'm at. Yep. But I'm gonna save this one for the very end. Uh, we have Batman and Harley Quinn, which I haven't seen because no one saw because it it's terrible. That's 
I was going to see it, but I've heard so much bad things about it that I'm like, yeah, I don't really feel like it. It continues the, the DC animation universe that Bristol created. But what happens in it, I mean, I mean, you have Melissa Ross, who's a horrible Harley Quinn voice. I, I just, I couldn't watch it after I heard her performance. She's yeah. so bad. Yeah. It, it doesn't work. It just does not work. Her, her, her vocal tones all over the place. Um, and then there's the very troubling scene that I will not say, but if you look this movie up online, but the first thing that you see that, that is really troubling. Yep. But it's just, it's just not that interesting. Even though people want more animated series, it's just not people wanted uh next we have batman gotham by gaslight which i've read the comic i've not read i've not seen the movie because i saw it had it and it spoiled for me and i got really angry so even though i own the movie on blu-ray i still have not seen it see i don't even know what the ending is i i haven't seen it but i still kind of want to i love the comic it's it is if you haven't don't know anything about this it's about a world where it's like batman in victoria london england and he's hunting or, jack or victoria the ripper. yeah yeah hunting jack the ripper it's it's like steampunk and stuff it's a lot of fun it's it, it's a really fun comic i'm sure the movie has that fun the ending is just pretty uh, frustrating Let's see any more standalone ones actually there's one more there's justice league versus a uh, tumor Justice League versus the fatal five which is good but meaningless yeah it's a fun time interesting little movie uh I don't know if it's canon with the, with the Justice League TV show, but it's the same art style. And same voice cast, basically, too. Yeah. I will but, say I did love what they did with uh, Jessica Cruz as Green Lantern in this movie. She's so good. She, they, 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 they did a good job with her. Just like you have this superhero who's dealing with depression, and it's just like, it was it was done so well. Mm-hmm. It, she, she, was, she was a very strong character. That I don't really like in the comics that much, but she was really good in this movie. Yeah. And it's a fun movie again it's just if they were making more i would say it means more and it's worth a watch but it's just unless it's, you're a really big fan of just like tv tv show it kind of goes nowhere yeah it goes nowhere and kind of falls flat because because there's nothing after it it feels like a tv show episode with not with no other episodes it's like a pilot that just didn't get picked up it's really good but why didn't it get picked up why isn't there more mm-hmm. and now we're at probably the one that frustrates me the most out of all of these and that's Superman Red Sun. I love this comic by Mark Millar. It's so good. It's one of the best Superman stories ever. It's it's a story about Superman where it's still in America lands in the Soviet Union and it builds up the DC universe from there with with Superman kind of leading the Soviet Union as the world superpower Lex Luthor and allies trying to, to be him you have a Soviet revolutionary so like a capitalist revolutionary Batman going after uh, Superman Wonder Woman sides with Superman you have the Green Lantern Corps is a branch of the US military it's such a good storyline and this movie ruined it butchered it at every level I didn't mind it but i haven't read the comic so if you read the comic you'd be pissed because first off the animation is terrible this is one of the ugliest looking of these movies by yeah. default so it's like they're like oh it's in russia so we're gonna make it look kind of crappy and dark all the time it's like you get there's no lighting it's crappy dark and gray but like there's no lighting effects um the animation is cheap looking it in the end the end is so butchered because the ending of Red Sun comic actually has this kind of nuanced political satire ending that the movie just ignores for cheap 
for cheap thrills. It ends way too quickly, ends way too rushed. Again, like all these movies, hmm. or at least the vast majority of them. That's disappointing. I mean, I like the voice cast: Jason Isaacs as Superman, Roger Craig Smith as Russian, Russian Batman. Batman. It was um, a lot of fun. He's he's a ton of fun. Diedrich Bader as Lex Luthor is great. Yeah, I was surprising on that. I was like, it's like I, I I was not looking forward to him, but he actually pulled off really well. Pulled it better off than uh, Rain. Yeah, I, I don't know why he wasn't cast in the main ones. Honestly, after, after hearing him in that movie. Um, and of course, my man, uh, we talked about him a lot on, on this podcast, Paul Williams as Brainiac. I love him. Great actor. I'm glad he's getting more voice work and he's great as Brainiac. Just the movie itself just doesn't hold water in my opinion. Anyway, this brings us to probably the most controversial of these movies. If you were kind of following this one, when they were in there coming out, the, this one was big for many reasons. Batman the Killing Joke. Uh, Batman the Killing Joke, one of the most well-known, well-regarded and controversial Batman comic storylines written by Alan Moore with art by also well hated yeah it's very well hated uh, it, it's it's the one where I'm sure you don't know you don't think about comics you've seen the imagery of Joker with the camera that, that is on the cover that, that's where this is from it's the one where he shoots Barbara Gordon and cripples that's not really spoilers if you don't know that by now I'm sorry it's not really important what's important in this movie is that he does that and tries to make Gordon go insane everything about this movie looked good on paper America I think we were like talking that it was coming out. well the tra- trailer would look great I mean the trailer looked great they pulled the off the art style from the comic. Yeah, I mean, they could have been a little bit more detailed. It could have made a little bit more money put into it, especially for lighting effects and detail. But they but they did their best with what they, they were given. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, really, I, I think the only reason why this movie exists is so they could find a way to have Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill do Killing Joke. Well, Mark Hamill said multiple times that the only way he'd come back is if he got to do Killing Joke. And then he came back anyway. Yeah, and I was going to say, then that was a lie because he basically comes back for anything nowadays. But he finally got to, got to do, do Killing Joke. And a lot of people like showing his performance in this movie. I think he's one of the better parts of they, it. They shoot on him and Kevin Conroy's performance, and I think it's one of their best. I would agree. Like, like they give it their all. I don't get the hate, but it could be by the point they got to them that the performance, the other first half of this movie is what everyone was like already like, okay, I'm tired of this movie. And then they got to that part. Because that, that's the big thing with this movie is that it's only a two-thirds Killing Joke movie. The, the first part of it is a prologue because cause Killing, Killing Joke is a really short story and DC wanted to make it a full-length movie for them. They should have so just they, made it a short. Yeah, that's honestly what they should have done, but they, but they, but they made, made more money because this this was the one that went into theaters and I think holds the record for most profit made in one night. I was going to say, I was like, they, yeah, didn't this go in theaters? And I saw it in theaters. I was, cause I, cause I was like, I was like, you're damn right I'm seeing this in theaters. And it was, he, I, was, I mean, they were opening up. I mean, it was selling out first night where a theater... I, I went to what was a, was a Marcus like a giant Marcus. They had a bistro showing of it for a for a one which is like which is like which is like one of the, one of the big bigger theaters for a one night only showing that became a two night showing. Like the, 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 this movie was a big deal when it came out and everyone saw that first prologue. Which one of the biggest complaints with with Killing Joke is that Barbara Gordon serves as a object. She's not really a character. She's just more of a passive object in the story. For for, to one of other characters, it's kind of like, like the fridge effect in work, and so they gave her her own little, little prologue, and it, it sucks. <laughs> It's terrible, and it ends with. I'm sorry, this is spoilers, but it, it ends with Batman and Batgirl Bane. 
which this is a Bruce Tim thing that's been going on forever, and it's the creepiest thing. Yeah, Bruce Tim really wants Batman. Bruce Tim came back like for this movie, like this and this and Guys and Monsters. He came back. He he quit after Dark Returns. He came back for these movies, and this is what he made, and it's really weird. Yeah, Bruce Tim really just he seems to like want he wants their relationship, Batman and Batgirls, to just be something that nobody else wants, which is romantic. And I don't know. I guess I because I I think I always saw them as a father daughter relationship. But it just seems weird to me. Well, like aren't him and Jim pretty much closer in age than him and Barbara? So it's just kind of creepy. I think so. It depends on it depends on the universe. Depends on the continuity, yeah. But it's just kind of like. Eh. And it was rated R. I didn't really think it earned earned the R rating. No. Well, that and the other part of the prologue that sucks is it's just basically. Batgirl being obsessed with some guy who acts like the Joker. It's kind of like nothing new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie grossed three point two million dollars on just on just one night of theaters in like only like select theaters. That's what? that's that's a lot. That that's an insane amount of money. And it was a big deal. Yeah, like it made a bunch of profit, which which they were told in some of these movies getting Phantom releases, but they, but they never did as well as Killing Joke, just because they weren't as big storylines. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and this movie was pretty was pretty bombed. I mean, his Rotten Tomatoes score is like 40%, which is like, which might be the lowest of of any of these movies. Probably. Because I, I think the problem was it was the prologue. Either you hated it or you liked it. There wasn't really any in between. I don't, I don't think it's it's that bad. Uh, I do love Brian Azzarillo's quote, which he, he, I think he, I think he was involved in making this movie, but he wrote, the thing about this is that it's controversial, so we added more controversy. And Bruce Tim acknowledges that, that, that it, w- it was risky. Maybe he was trying, maybe they were trying to defer the controversy away from the subject matter of the original comic and on to that, because it is a very controversial storyline for its treatment of of Barbara, even even Alan Moore kind of regrets making it. He said, "But I like it. I mean, well, I guess I like I like it when it when it's killing joke." Yeah, it works when it's killing joke. The prologue. If anything, you could have made Batman more part of it. Mm-hmm. We came for a Batman movie, and it starts. Or, or or do another Joker story. Bring the Joker into it. Yeah, have it lead up to the Killing Joke or something. Mm-hmm. Like he breaks out or something. Or or like you have Batman and Batgirl fighting like classic Joker, right? Like yeah. classic cartoony in a hot air balloon with his face on it, Joker. Yeah, that would work. And then you cut to Killing Joke Joker when he kind of chi- when you get that shift in the character. Because that would be that would fit right in line with the Joker's character. I mean, he's unpredictable. And crazy. I don't think there's a lot of ways to, to, to do this movie 100% right, but... I mean, had they just done, ways- like, uh, those, like, they did those little DC showcases like with Jonah Hex and Green Arrow and Catwoman. If they did something like that with this... This is almost too big to do as that. Yeah, that's the problem. Which they eventually did do, cause, cause, because they, cause, cause they did it with, um, which just came out, Batman Under the Red Hood or The Red Hood. No, Batman Death, Death in the Family, the interactive movie. That It's a short film of death in the family it's basically just under the red hood but not interactive you can kind of choose choose which ending that you get but only if you buy it on blu-ray like me i haven't actually watched it yet because i'm waiting to do it with my wife when we have time but that is an option yeah i'd like to see that but i remember the trailer and i was just like this is too much like the red hood it's the same movie it's the same yeah. movie but i can choose your own storyline which is kind of cool but let's see how how much novelty wears off um before we wrap this up let's talk about a few other quick uh DC animated things with these movies. What's your opinion on the short films that they made for some of these? Because you kind of like, because you, you kind of just mentioned them. 
where they they made quite a few of these. I um, like them. I, they were a lot of fun. I I like the Green Lantern one. The Cat One 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 was fun. The Jonah Hex one's really good. Yeah, I thought they were a lot of fun. Aren't great, but I don't know if I've seen any of the newer ones. They were attached to like the newer films, like Hush had had a Sergeant Rock one with it, um, which which is all right. Red Sun had a Phantom Stranger one that's really good. Oh yeah, I think I saw that one. That was fun because it's done that classic, almost Bruce Tim style. Yeah, you know it's really dark. I do like that one a lot. You can find copies of those. Those are kind of hard to find because I I don't think they're on a lot of the streaming versions. (laughs) Although although I think if you watch the Death from the Family animated short. I think the newer ones are with that. Uh, so if you want to watch it, they're, they're, they're attached as like one film to make it like feature money. Okay. Let's let's talk quick about a animated DC movie that's not part of this lineup, but I think deserves to be talked about when, when we're talking about the, the newer movies. Uh, this is one that I made you watch. Uh, yeah. and, I, and I kept saying the words, you're not ready for this, you're not prepared for this, what you're about to see will shock you, and you didn't believe me until you actually watched it. That's Batman Ninja. This movie you are not prepared for it's insane it's, it's a batman anime done by the people that do that do jojo's bizarre adventure and it's crazy it's so off the wall because I, I think people it's very controversial i've seen it a lot, not a lot. either people love it or they absolutely hate it i love it because it's one of the stupidest crazy movies i've, 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 I've ever seen i wouldn't say what happens because i feel like part of this maybe enjoyment is just the surprise of what happens in it and you wouldn't believe us if we told you trust me that 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 too. Um, I mean, I I thought I knew knew it was gonna be crazy because it's kind of kind of based on anime, but it was like I wasn't even prepared for what the hell they did. I guess for the non-spoilers version, this is about Batman traveling to feudal Japan and fight and fighting his time-displaced villains in feudal Japan. And that sounds normal and saying the movie's not, but it's also badass as hell. Yes, the action is, is amazing. Uh, and it's and it's really bizarre and strange. Like sometimes like the animation will like change style change format it's a very bizarre movie but i can't help but love it i've watched it so many times and i can't help but like just keep watching it over and over again because it's so ridiculous and i think they took their anime style and really ran with it because anime is ridiculous in a lot of senses so it was a lot of it did what it should have dc did the right thing in that they gave the characters to these to the studio and let them do whatever they wanted with the character and they basically and they basically said we're gonna we're gonna give Batman a tour of Japan. We're gonna give him him a tour of the anime world, and so and they do. There's samurai knife sword fights. There's car chases. There's giant robot mech battles. Um, Everything you don't think would work, but it, for some reason it works. <laughs> and it's just gorgeous. Sometimes the animation looks a little bit wonky, but the character de- designs by Bob are phenomenal. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. Um, I don't think you really knew what to expect until he made you watch it, and then you. Were like oh i kind of get it's batman you know as a, as a samurai ninja this is pretty cool and then and then it goes and it's like what the hell is happening basically um i want to see them do more i want i want to see them do do, do do more with dc characters maybe not necessarily batman but i don't know i want to see this company do, do more with these characters it was it was way too much fun like like you like you tell me even like the voice actors were having a blast doing the dubbing well like and this is kind of what has me somewhat excited also if you've seen because they just dropped the trailer for Star, oh, Star Wars, Wars stories. Star Wars, Star Wars Visions. Yeah, Visions, where it's basically anime. It's like, I know it's not going to line up with anything they do in the Star Wars universe. They're going to do crazy things, but I'm all for it. And it looked 
it looks like it could be a lot of fun. Star Wars Visions. That tra- I wasn't really that interested until that trailer trailer dropped. That's a fantastic trailer. If you haven't seen it, watch it right now. It looks. Like, I was I was worried that, that Disney wasn't gonna let the anime studios do their thing. Yeah, do thing. It and it looks like my fears were wrong. Like they, it, this looks like an anime. And my wife's really big in anime, and so she's, and so she, and she saw all the production companies that are involved, and she was like, "Oh my god, these are some heavy hitters." Now, what stories they have going would Disney pick through? I don't know if that if they had much involvement in that, or they just let them do what they wanted to do. I hope they let them just do what they wanted to do, but we'll see. But from the trailer, it looks like they're letting them do whatever. And I think that they're taking a Batman Ninja approach to it, and and, and just letting them make their own Star Wars stories. And I think people are going to respond really well. I don't necessarily think everyone will. No, there will definitely be the people like, oh, this doesn't make any sense, blah blah blah. But it's like it's out of continuity. I I'm pretty sure it's just a different style trying to reach a different audience. And I, I think, think some families will, will be upset because like even that trailer was like pretty surreal. Yeah, and pretty dark. Yeah, and over the top. I so so I, so I think some families might might get upset by it. But I'm I'm all in. I'm all for it. Same. Now, Justin, big question. I'm sure we'll talk about more of this stuff later on. But DC Animation now, how does it compare to DC Animation from like the 90s and early 2000s? Not very well. No, I would agree. And the past is far superior than the present is right now. Yeah, I I mean, past... Like, even their new... I don't even know if it's a cinematic universe, but I want to say it is because they all look like shitty animation. Oh, the new movies that I haven't seen any of? I've only seen one. I saw the Superman Band of Tomorrow, and just the animation does not work, and... I'm just so exhausted by the shared universe stuff. Like, like Batman Long Halloween, which came out in a two-part movie very recently... It's like, my, it's like my second favorite Batman story ever. And I just, I don't care. <laughs> I'm not yeah. interested. Because the art style looks like shit. And Long Halloween has, has like one of the most prolific art styles of any Batman comic ever. And they didn't translate it over. And I, and I get they're trying to do something different with a style or something. But it just, it looks crappy. It looks it, cheap. It looks crappy. It looks Whereas, on a, like on a budget. And Tim Sale's art is iconic, but also if you, if you, if you read the book, you could like easily animate his artwork and like use his artwork as character models. It might cost more than you want to do, but like you can do it. But again, it just it looks cheap. Yeah. And that's the thing too, right? OG DC animation like Batman animated series, <sighs> even through Justice League, did not look cheap. It looked top of the line. It looked stylistic. And they put a lot of effort into it. Yes, exactly. Like especially, especially Animated, Batman animated series, Superman animated series, like those two shows look better than most other shows of that era. They look better than most shows now. True, sadly. Um, it's it's shocking t- to me how how bad DC's got, even with Bruce Tim as, as as the lead. Well, and part of it too is flipping through 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 this list. Most of these movies are directed by like the same one or two dudes. Yeah, it's Sam Liu. Uh, he he's done most. He he directed most of these movies. Yeah, get some new blood in there. Um, change it up. Even some of the DC, even some of the Marvel ones, like Hulk versus, which I actually really like, and, and Planet Hulk. But but he, he he's he's done a lot of of DC animation and he, he, he even directed uh, Batman Soul of the Dragon which I which I really want to see I have not seen yeah I haven't seen that one either I'm waiting for it to come on HBO Max if it ever does if that'd be on by now I'm surprised it's not if it was I would have watched it by now and, and and if I knew it wasn't going to be this this soon I would have bought it apparently when did this get released it says 2021 yeah it, was, it doesn't it have a date it, though this year 
I mean, I feel like they are making too many of these too, too, too quickly too. Yeah. I kind of wish that they would slow down and kind of put more effort into one. But but I, but I do really want to see that that movie though. Isn't I don't even remember what's all coming up that they got going on. But that said, DC animation even still, I think it's kicking more animations. But like we said earlier, yeah. That, 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 that animation is a battlefield where DC is so far ahead of Marvel, it's not even funny. And even their bad movies, I mean, they have some things that are somewhat fun. I mean, Marvel had some good animation when they when they were directly competing with with um, with DC. Honestly, I think they might have started doing it first. To be honest with you, I'm pretty sure Ultimate Avengers might have come out before Superman Doomsday. Let's see here. Ultimate Avengers the movie. Yeah, it came out two thousand six. It came out before. Um, be it, it came out be way way before DC DC did it, hmm. which which is kind of shocked me. But they, these are pretty good. Though. I don't know if you've actually seen any of these. I may these have seen one or two. Good. Yeah, Ultimate Avengers, Ultimate Avengers two are actually good movies. Invincible Iron Man's okay. I really like the the, the Doctor Strange one. Next Avengers is kind of crap. Hulk versus the, the Thor short is bad, but the but but the Wolverine short is really good. Um, and then Planet Hulk, which is all right, and Thor of Asgard, which I haven't seen, but they're pretty pretty good movies like they're actually really fun movies but marvel just couldn't commit to animation as much as some of the as much as dc could and when they did we got the mcu animated adaptations that are just terrible looking and boring and lame (laughs) which i think you can find on disney plus i thought about binging through them yeah i think you can but i'm right now i'm trying to binge through like X-Men the animated series and stuff like all, all the good stuff um, and, and maybe I'll do Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes which, which which is actually a really good show yeah that show is great it's um, sad that it got cancelled it got, it got cancelled so, so, so they can go make all the shitty shows so they could make the show based on the movies basically well because because i think i think that one might might have been um out before this or was in production but before disney bought them bought them yeah yeah because it it aired story in fall of 2010 so so it was probably in production before disney bought marvel i mean if they did like a like a fantastic four animated movie i bet they do really well they they need to use animation to reintroduce x-men and fantastic four i feel yeah because Fantastic Four had that show from like was it twenty two thousand five that was like Cartoon Network. Yeah, it was like I mean it wasn't Four. great, but it was pretty good. It, it, it was good. It was it had nothing on any of the DC shows. I even think that was time. its problem. But it was all right. I mean, I and, and I do really like Wolverine and the X Men. I I'm pissed that show was canceled after one season. That's actually a really good show. And the Marvel anime shows weren't that weren't weren't that bad. There was a time people seem to forget that there's a time where Marvel was willing to try new things. Probably. I mean, they, um, they had their epic shows hit it right. on Nicktoons, and then Disney bought them, and they went creatively stagnant. Yeah, um, DC has two other animated movies coming out this year later. You got Injustice. Oh, we 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 need to talk about the Injustice movie. And then you got um, Catwoman Hunted. That's interesting, actually. That, that that could be good. But Injustice, I was really excited for Injustice movie until I started some information on it. No, I was like, oh no, oh no, because because so Injustice, people don't know, it's a it's a video game series. If you haven't played it, do it. It's fun as hell. Really good story for a fighting game. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like the fighting's 
can be a bit pain in the ass sometimes, but the story is great. And the comics are also really good. And they're making a movie based off it. It's storyline where Superman uh, becomes evil after Lois Lane gets killed by the by the by the Joker and basically becomes a dictator. The 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 game series had a mix of Kevin Conroy, um, Susan Eisenberg. What's his name? Who plays Superman? In Sam something? I think. I, I thought I, I thought it was George something. It could be. I know Tim Daly did the show. No, 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 no. Tim, Tim, Daly, Tim, Daly, Tim Daly didn't do Justice League. Yeah, but he did the Superman show is what I meant, sorry. Yeah. And Which I actually like his Superman a lot better than the guy they have in Justice League. Yeah, you're not wrong. Why can't why can't why can't I find this this I mean I can find the cast of, of, of the new game, but I can't find the cast of the and and, and anyway. Um it's about he he, he he takes over the world. It's uh, super George Newberg. Newberg. Yep, yep, George Newberg. Yep, you're right. Uh he yeah, so so he he's he's Superman. Uh it's it's a ton of fun. Uh, lots of like deep DC lore in both the comics and the game, actually. So if you want to explore the, the DC universe more, that that's actually a good place to start. But unfortunately, what the movie's doing is it's recasting everyone. Uh with Justin Hartley as Superman, Anson Mount as Batman, Laura Bailey as Lois Lane, uh Zach Callis and Oliver Hudson, Brian T. Delaney, a bunch of a bunch of just normal random voice actors. Kevin Pollock is the Joker, which is kind of weird. Um, I mean, the Joker in the game wasn't any better. <laughs> no, that's true. But, like, I was shocked, too, because, like, the voice acting was not something that really needed to be changed, in my opinion. And I had me worried about what else they're going to change. Yeah, I know. Maybe they it, just want to separate it from the game. I don't know. Because the comic's really good, and the game's really good, and I, and I don't want them to mess it up. They're probably going to mess it up. <laughs> yeah, probably. Which sucks, but I, I guess it's whatever. I'm kind of pissed. It'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm kind of interested on what comic like is it just the first season of the comic that they're doing is it the game is it the is it, yeah, is the game is it the comic what it because the game because the game isn't really about at least the first game isn't about the world where superman takes takes over it's like how do they him. it's about defeating him whereas the comic explains the rise to power which is really compelling and then justice 2 is because justice 1 has all the multiverse stuff where they get the other versions of the heroes to fight the evil versions of the heroes whereas the sequel takes place solely in the world with the evil heroes and just plays directly off of that and it's great um so I, i'm excited because you know in the in the games too they only have characters that, that you can really play as i'm excited for this movie to actually like expand the world a little bit more mm-hmm. but i'm also just kind of nervous that this it's just going to be trash hopefully it's good hopefully yeah we'll this is one I'll, I'll i'll probably watch right away when it comes out yeah i'll be curious so maybe we'll do what we watch on it we'll talk about it in a later, in a later episode but that's that but that's whenever this actually comes out yeah but that said, uh, final thoughts on these movies. Just looking at the sales, the sales have gotten really weak over the years. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I'm not. I'm not shocked that just the other because the monsters got canceled. It's one of the lowest grossing ones on here. That's disappointing. Say. Same with Wonder Woman Bloodlines. But, I mean, that's a problem with, like, when you get the casual audience, they only, like, it's why Batman's in so many of these. People want Batman or Superman. Yeah, but, yeah, but Batman Hush did almost three times the amount of Wonder Woman Bloodlines. Batman Hush is a much worse movie. It's It looks like, just looking at, at this list, the ones not based, like, like the, like the same universe ones start off really well and slowly dwindle over time. Uh, but the ones based off just normal stories seem to always do well. Well, that's because it's like 
oh, they know this story, so they're like, I want to see it in live action or animation actually moving. Okay, let's see here. Now, if you had to guess what the highest grossing one of these is, what would you pick? Of all the ones we talked about or just the new 52 kind of ones? Of all the DC animated movies. I don't think we talked about this one that much. Um, the answer will shock you. Sub-Zero. That's... Okay, of the newer ones. Oh. I don't I don't have data on Sub Zero. Oh, got it. Um so starting with Superman Doomsday through uh, Batman Soul of the Dragon, which one do you think ha- has made the most money? According to Wikipedia. Hush. Wrong. Huh. The answer is Superman Doomsday. Oh wow. With twelve million. Wow. Always that from has there. twelve million five hundred and fifty three thousand. Um, followed closely by Batman Under the Red Hood with twelve million three hundred and eighty one thousand. And then in third place with eleven million thirty six thousand, Superman by Batman Public Enemies. Ugh. And then in fourth place, down to eight million is Killing Joke. Yeah, that's a shocking list. I did not expect that. No. I think more of the ones based on well known comics, but I guess Superman Superman and Doomsday is I just I guess I didn't think one that old would still hold it. But but it did, and it and it, and it more than doubled New New Frontiers reported gross. Yeah, got yeah, look at these two monsters directed by either Sam Liu or Jay Olivia. Yeah, we need some new blood. Well, really, but I really think, bad about I think that. they just need to like either commit to the comic they're adapting or just take it out of a shared universe. Yeah, but I would I would agree. I think that it's a secret to going forward with these. Um, like I don't mind changing minor like in Batman Hush. Isn't it? He fights Croc, but it's supposed to be Bane in the comics or something. No, he fights. No, he, he does fight Croc and he, in the comic, and he, he fights Croc in the movie. Uh, well, I don't. I thought they switched up the characters. Anyways, I don't mind if they switch out like minor things like that. But when you change like the whole reveal of characters and stuff, it just doesn't work. I I think DC needs to give them more money and Warner. That too. I think what they desperately need is higher production value, higher production budgets these need to look more professional than they currently do especially the new ones they're doing like i said i I think they're going for a style but the the style looks cheap and it just it didn't work for me no it it doesn't look good it looks lazy it looks cheap even if it's not i mean mean, bruce tim knows better than this and dc knows better than this one brothers knows better than this the people that people want higher quality animation but unfortunately uh they're they're kind of going downhill i mean mean, we had blips of greatness recently i've heard long halloween's really good i don't really want to watch it but i know i will eventually i'm kind of waiting until they release the the two-pack that's all of them as one movie Mm -hmm. yeah the i always wait for the two-parters like watch them back to back um because i don't want to really spend 40 bucks on two movies but i'll spend like 30 on one big movie when they eventually release that because it's gonna be coming out eventually but but I'll, I'll, I'll keep watching them if I see stuff I like. I'm, I was, I'm, I'm exhausted with the shared universe. I wanted to see them do more. Like you saying, well, Halloween should be, I should be hyped for, but the fact that it's part of the shared universe just makes me roll my eyes. Uh-huh. I mean, I want them, I want them to, do, to do a Kingdom Come movie, but, but Bruce Tim has said that they, that they would never make a Kingdom Come movie. Because Kingdom Come is known for its art style, which they could never emulate on a film for their budget. So he said that like he, they would, they would never be able to do it justice. Well, at least he's admitting that yeah like like, like Bruce Tim usually keeps it 100 
of all the execs that work in animation, like he's not he's not Dave Filoni levels of business genius, and and, and he does make mistakes, but he's pretty open and honest usually. Yeah, this hard this art style would be very hard to replicate. I think in animation. Or would you, or, or would you look up King, Kingdom Come? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is not easy to do. It's like Renaissance painting. It's a fantastic comic. If you've not read it, anyone listening, Justin, YouTube. It's a must read. Yeah. It's probably it's probably I think. It's most people say it's the greatest Justice League story ever written, but I don't see it as a movie. I don't think it's gonna ever get made. I do trust Bruce Timm's telling the, the truth with that. Maybe somewhere in the future where animation can be made to look like art styles. Well, and you can take risks too. Like that's the thing. It, it, like seriously, it's like Batman Killing Joke failing stopped them from taking risks. Yeah. And they, and, they, and they need to take way more risks than what they've been doing. It's just the animation is getting boring. The stories are getting boring. We, we get some the voice. Voice acting's getting boring. Yeah, the voice acting's all just mundane, normal bullshit. Well, it's like ever since I uh, forget her name retired. It seems like the voice casting has just been so. Andrea Romano. Yeah. Yeah, when she, when she when she left, the voice the casting has just been garbage, or at least inconsistent. And she was starting to get inconsistent too with some of the stuff that she was doing. Yeah, but didn't you say she was like losing her hearing? So I could kind of yeah. forgive that. Yeah, she was losing her hearing. I, I mean, she was great. She she's the unsung hero, not just of DC animation, but animation in general. I mean, she. She 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 should be casting the voice direction for SpongeBob, DuckTales, like all of DC, all of Warner Bros. animation. Like she she she's one of the most vital figures in nineties, two thousands animation. She does not get enough credit as she deserves. Yeah. I mean you think about all those shows and just how perfect the voice casting was. And her directing style of getting everyone in the room all together and acting as an ensemble. And not and not picking actors based on name, but an actual voice acting ability, which is something that Marvel could be. I try when we talk about Marvel animation, we didn't talk, 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 talk about what if at all, which is currently going. Um, what if, you know, it's it's their alternate universe storyline, kind of a celebration of Marvel. It's to me, to me, it's entertaining, but completely pointless and worthless. Yeah. But the voice acting in that show is garbage. Well, like you said, they're actors. They're not voice actors. Yeah, that, that, that's the big thing is they don't know how to voice act. And it, and it shows because they're terrible. They're, they're all they're all just got off. Like Benicio Del Toro as the, the collector is just garbage. Hilly Atwell is doing okay, but she's but she struggles. Sebastian Stan as Bucky is awful. Trash. And, he, and he's good in live action, but, like they, but like they can't voice act. And Marvel's obsessed with associating actors directly to, to characters. Well, and they're what ifs. You could, it's they're supposed to be alternate realities. You could get anyone in there to, to do somewhat of a close impression of these characters. I mean, uh, Chris Evans is in Steve Rogers in this, but the guy they got was great. Yeah, Josh Keaton sounded just like him. It's uncanny. I mean, that's the thing is people always make fun of voice actors. Like, oh, that's just, they just sit in a booth and say lines. It's like, no, it's a lot more complicated than that. Well, and, the, and the show is slightly less lazy looking than the other Marvel shows, but I kind of have that Star Wars Resistance art style to it yeah it does but i i do it's not nearly as bad as star wars resistance no it, it it's it's see marvel what if has the budget that dc really should be putting into their movies yes and shows i do i, I kind of actually like the art style of the what if it, it, it's, it it's something new it's something different if dc had that budget that that what if has their oh. stuff would be amazing yeah and and I, and I do have hope
for Batman Kid Crusader just because the talent involved with that is intriguing with 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 I think with with Bruce Tam and Matt Reeves and I think JJ Abrams too. Yeah, I think so. All, all working on it like that 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 could be a massive flop. It could also be something really good. Let's hope for something good. Let's hope that that they're learning from what Marvel's doing and 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 make something good. But I'm I'm still nervous just because. I'm always gonna be hesitant on certain I've been, things. I've, they've, they've I've been of, heartbroken. I've been heartbroken before. Yeah, and they've kind of DC's slowly gone down in quality, so it's kind of like I I hope I hope to be surprised and it's actually good. But I'm gonna go it's in like skeptical. They getting, it's like they keep getting like like their money and stuff taken away from them, and they've been able to like adapt to that be, be, before but are slowly losing their their ability to adapt to having less and less resources. I say at some point you need money. Mm-hmm. Can only cut corners so much. Anyway, we've been talking for a long time about DC animation. Tell us your thoughts on DC animation. What are your favorite movies? What are your least favorite movies? What do you want to see done in the future? Let us know on YouTube or on our social media pages. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you, if you want, I've scored all these movies we talked about on Letterboxd. If you want to see my exact thoughts on all these movies, uh, I'm Dahabi on Letterboxd. Our links to all our Letterboxd accounts are in our social media. Good. Go, go, go check, check, check us out. Um, and watch some of these movies, too. If you like DC Comics, live action isn't the only thing that exists. The, 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 these people are working hard on animation. Uh, go 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 check them out if you like their, 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 their stories. If you if you complain that the comic the movies aren't like the comics enough, go watch animation. You'll be pleasantly surprised and I think very happy. Uh, I think, Justin, I think you, you would agree with me on that, too. Yep. Animation is a, it's a great form of media. I know, like we said, Ophidal doesn't care for it much, it's like, I love animation. It, it gives a whole different way of you can make tell stories. He's talked about he's talked he's talked about actually that he might watch uh, Long Halloween. Ooh, that's interesting. So we can so we can maybe if we can, if we can convince him we can maybe do an episode on that at some point in the near future. Yeah, or it'll just be a short topic about it, depending on how good it is. But yeah, yeah. We'll do some, but, but but animation is a great form of media. It allows you to do things you can't do live live action wise. And I, don't know, I always love animation, especially when it, it's new. Yeah, that was you to, to get truly comic comic booky. But that said, thank you so much for listening. Steve Yanish and Justin Knight's little sign off. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Idiot Block. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and hit the bell to get a notification every time we drop a new episode. Also, follow us on Facebook and Letterboxd. The links are in the description. 